Hi, and welcome to the 131st edition of the Keen Minds podcast, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 9, Episode 1, The Skinner. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I am Tessa. So how did you like it? Well, what can I say? When I was starting my notes, I came up with, go with aliens. When you need a situation that need to be explained, whatever, go with aliens. Nobody can prove they exist or that they do not. And or and then you can just put a conspiracy and end the whole thing. Or even go with bears, even if the bears just push a van into a river. Just don't All that make, a bear. Just don't make Dembe, who has been the bodyguard of a convicted criminal and FBI agent. I just don't. I mean, go with the aliens. I think they should have hired Henry Winkler for the episode, put him on a pair of skis, and had him jump the sharks. I mean, please. With aliens and bears. Maybe. Well, you know that's where the jump the shark um, joke comes from, right? Yeah. The Happy Days episode. Yeah. So for some of our our listeners that never watched Happy Days, that's where it's from. Henry Winkler was, was on that show. I just realized there's probably a chunk of folks that listen to us that have never seen Happy Days. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I did have high expectations as opposed to I many did. people who did not. <laughs> and by many people, she means me. Oh, no, yeah, no, I, there I, were many people who did not. Um, but you. I, I knew, yeah, I, I really, I spent the hiatus ignoring the blacklist for the most part. Um I, when you kill, <laughs> and I, I don't honestly remember our last episode from, from last season. <laughs> it was probably along this line, though. Aren't you lucky? When you, say what? Aren't you lucky? Yeah, I know. Well, I'm saying I don't remember the recording. Like, I don't remember what I said on the recording. But mm-hmm. I'm sure it was along these lines, because I still feel very, very much the same, in that when you have two leading actors, two leading characters, a man and a woman, and you decide to brutally murder your leading lady for absolutely, I mean, obviously she left, but for the character, story-wise, there was no reason for them to have done it the way they did. It no, there felt were, like there a were slap to the face. No, other choices. Yeah, so many Including choices. aliens. An <laughs> alien abduction. There you go. Use your aliens. They're your friends. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, she got abducted. There you have it. <laughs> but the fact that they chose to kill her off in the way that they chose to kill her off left my expectations bottoming out through the basement floor I didn't and then when John Bokenkamp left I went and yeah that's okay good luck guys what have you now that's another network show I mean I, I, I there were things to me, uh, when I looked at that, I always felt, you know what, they have done a progression. I mean, this this seems a deliberate effort to start with her misremembering things, uh, the rapid eye movement side to side that you noted many times, the, hallucin- the progression of hallucination from one in which she just sees to a full conversation in which she thinks ready seeing Kate. So they've gone through a lot of effort at setting up to create the, the the thing of Liz is 
mentally ill. She has had way too many concussions, way too many traumas, have gone through Krilov two times. And, I mean, you, you do that. And it seems like to kill her off, it's, it's stupid. And I still think, and I still think it, that it's entirely possible that she's not dead, that we were set up to have that, that, that fake death and then the thing, but it doesn't matter because once you rewrite all of it in which with this episode, basically, it doesn't matter because if I, who have gone like the entire summer doing huge series, can now look at it and say, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm right. It doesn't matter if I'm wrong because once you have, I mean, we're going to rewrite history, at least do it right. I mean, you could have had. Cooper getting hurt. You could have had Agnes being hurt. You could have anybody being hurt. But once you make, you start by having Dembe in two years become an agent, a covert agent too. Well, I don't know what to say. You and Wrestler agree. I loved Wrestler's line about did they just get rid of background checks? Like what's happening here? How is and yet nothing is addressed. I mean, you have the character throw that line, but you have no explanation. And you could have. You could have said, uh, Cooper could have said, he was working an assignment, um, you know, undercover. He's not really an agent. Whatever it is. You could have done 10,000 different things that was well, not that. Or even you, you could have a situation like the show Criminal Minds. I think it's actually still on. Um I haven't watched it in years, but it was a show on CBS, I believe. Um, great show for years. It may still be fantastic. I just tapered off from it. But they had a um, their tech expert, Garcia, she hacked into something. I don't remember what. It's been a lot of years. But, like, that's how they found her, is that she was a hacker. She ended up in their systems. And they ended up recruiting her. She was essentially a CI that worked for them. And that's all they had to do with Dimbe. They yeah, I mean, you just working for, for the FBI as a confidential informant, as a consultant, as a whatever. But yeah, an agent? It's they, so insulting. They explain it. It's, it goes back to, and, and the fact that this was a Lucas and John Eisendrath episode blows my freaking mind, not in a good way. Because no, both it, of those men... Both of those men are excellent writers. And this goes back to, and, and Tessa and I actually talked about this before the episode of, like, how scaling do we want to get? Because she and I have a tremendous amount of respect for the writing team that is, you know, and, and there's been some turnover over the years in the writing team. We like some writers better than others, et cetera, et cetera. Depends but on the episode. But nothing gets to this. But this is officially the worst episode in the entire, what is like, how many episodes that we have? 100 and, I got it somewhere in here. Yeah. It's like 186 episodes. I won't this go that is far. the worst. I won't go that far. Uh, on my end, I mean, you're welcome to, but from my point of view, it was not the worst. But nine seasons in, with a cast that you've had for multiple seasons, you should not have stiff dialogue. 
You should not have stiff language, not from your two lead writers. You shouldn't have a difficulty. I, I talked to one person that's been in the fandom for years, and her response was, I really didn't get the Skinner thing. It may be because I didn't care. You know? I mean, that's the thing. It was not an interesting blacklister necessarily. Well, just, I love that you bring that up. Do you remember the cook? The cook? The cook. The, the blacklister, the cook. We're talking about one-timers that have not been anywhere else. The cook. The Capricorn killer. Okay. Um... What's going to piss you off even more? I just want to stoke the fire a little bit. This is a two-parter episode. This is a Skinner part one and two. This is not a blacklister worthy of part one and part two. It was, I mean, if you think in terms of Frederick Barnes, you know, that was just, it didn't have a lot of time in the episode, but it was there, I mean, you could you remember we, he made an impression. We understood where he was coming from. We understood his goals. We understood why he was going towards those goals. We, even though we didn't want him to succeed because people were going to die all over the friggin' place, we felt for him because he was struggling to try to find a, a cure for his son. And yeah, it, was it was matching I mean, up with Liz's story. That was good storytelling. They've had fantastic storytelling for years. And so for their two lead writers to send this out, it's almost like they went, hey, Errol okay, King. Eh. King was not a, a particularly likable guy. In fact, he was extremely dislikable. But, but he it was had flesh. It was interesting. This blacklister... It's, I mean, it's, all, it's a little bit like the ones in season, late season seven and season eight, they were a little off already, like it was more, but you understand that if you're going heaven mythology, your blacklister of the week is going to have to recede a little into the background. But here, there is no mythology. There is nothing. There was absolutely nothing. And, and the blacklister was as black as you can possibly imagine. And it's I'm not even saying anything and on the actor because I don't know. There was no opportunity. There was no that, chance. There was no lines. There was that's nothing. my point. That's my point that it, this was either the writing, the directing, or a combination thereof. And it breaks my heart to say that. I do not relish in saying that because we know these actors. We know the actors playing Alina and Cooper. And um, Alina and Cooper were the two big ones that had I just did double takes on watching it going, did those words just come out of their mouths? Like, did they just try to say that? And Harry Lennox is incredibly difficult to put words in that man's mouth, then leave his tongue, and it sound bad. Somehow, it managed a couple yeah. of times. It was And, and even, even Spaders, I mean, the lines for red were off. And please, can we... Um... Over the years, Red had one of the most distinguishing things of Red, and one of the things that made the blacklist to be what it was are those phenomenal people that he has around him. Brimley and Marvin and and Bass and, and Kaplan. They were all these great characters. And this one was like, 
All right, let's see what we can invent. How about two Santeria sisters? That sounds great. Let's put an egg in the mix. So they live with egg in the face. I mean, I was offended. I was I, you know, so offended. I just don't trust them. I, I just don't trust them because you had red. And it, it it's a, and you know, I have no real love left for red. She has powers. Red who says that he didn't believe in any authority bigger than himself. Um and, I can follow that, honestly. From the character development point, I can follow that. In there's this, well, okay, this is in two parts. I can follow that in the character development in that, okay, he lost Liz. We saw how his reaction to losing Liz was in Kate May, so he turned to a certain faith of, of some kind to deal with that. It was it was um, medication previously. He did opium and went and hallucinated speech and now he's talking to I, I don't know is she a sh- what, what uh which is weird I'm not okay I, do, I don't know the so it's a it's a, it's a form of shaman uh, uh, but, okay um okay. it fell flat it felt like yeah. oh what can we do to get it interesting oh yeah right. let's do somebody who rubs an eggs on Cooper's face and then <laughs> describes so it as something cloudy because there's so many ways to describe an egg in a cup. I know, right? But my second part to that was it's like they completely bypassed the idea that Kate May even happened. This has been one of our pinnacle episodes of the show. If you're looking at mythology, Kate May was the, the first huge one of, of just gigantic proportions. We went back to Kate May for so many things over so many years. And then with this, we, we had... That. Yeah, I'm sure you have opinions about this, but from from the character's perspective, as I'm watching this, I'm going, we have, we've already set the expectations with what happens when he loses Liz. And so to see him functioning very well, when he sold everything, was willing to sell everything off and just go smoke a lot of opium and I don't know, walk into the ocean or something. I don't know what he would have ended up doing if he hadn't come around. But he he had given up on life in Cape May. And this, it looks like he's more or less just doing business as usual. But not even there. I mean, because I respect James Spader as an actor tremendously. Oh, I gotta amazing. say, I could see Spader acting. He was acting red. He was not being red. And that is that was astonishing for me. I I mean, and, and I, I'm going to, my, my husband is a casual viewer. The show finished, and he said, WTF, <laughs> what was that? And I said, well, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not inclined to keep watching. He said, no, I'll watch. Eh, it's fine. So that's a casual viewer, but he's, First impression was WTF. That that wasn't Blacklist. And so one of the things that I, I feel like they're trying to do, perhaps, I don't know this for sure, but maybe they're trying to do is sort of adjust. They, they had a super mythology-heavy show that was Who is Liz to Red? And it's almost like they're trying. Trying to adjust the show nine seasons in, which is crap in my opinion, because you make 
<laughs> you you essentially signed a contract with your viewer. This is the type of show you're getting involved in. Um, and now nine seasons in, they're like, now we're procedural. Same characters. We've killed off the person that meant yeah, without anything. Without giving me an answer, because if they have given me an answer and say, yeah, you know what? Uh, this is what it is, and now uh, this is like the blacklist 2.0, and this is it. It will be okay. And you find <laughs> this this little thing that, oh, but Dembe got burned because he had a it was his clothes that is it's, no is his he got burned because he had a body armor. Uh, as far as I understand, a silk blouse is not body armor. It well, I, I think they they were both wearing um, flat Body jackets. Armor. Yeah, yeah, flat jackets. Because I mean, obviously he shot. They 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 set that up by shooting the partner in the chest. I do have a question for that. Um, while we're on the partner, I don't think he even got a name. Like, how would you like to be that redshirted that you don't even get a name? Like, you're the person that kicks the entire episode off. And uh, no, they did have a name because um, okay. because Alina said that he, she taught him. So she oh, taught him. No, no, no. Came out for two years, and these no, no. guys are undercover with less she, than two years. She taught Peter, her husband. No, she taught this guy. Mm, I don't no? think so. I think oh. she's talking about Peter. Oh, see, it was so clear. Of yeah, course, I, I mean, watch. I say, is it no watch? Because I can't watch that twice. I watched. It I will never watch that again. I uh, so I cut cable when I moved to LA, and so I used Rapid Ears to watch stuff live. Um, and I, it's for some reason NBC in LA is really crappy. <laughs> I don't know why; it doesn't make sense to me, but apparently it is. So hey, Los Angeles, Not let's get that fixed. Yeah, you know, let's get that fixed, LA. Um, come on, <laughs> like everything's produced out here. Um. So I I did I didn't realize I was on the wrong channel for about a minute and a half in, so I missed the first minute and a half, and then I miss a lot of dialogue because it'll pixelate really badly at just really random moments. And so I I knew I was gonna have to rewatch it. I rewatched it on NBC site. I refused to purchase it this year. This is the first season I have not per I didn't purchase the first season because I didn't watch it live, uh, and it was on Netflix already by that point. And so, but this is the first season that I have watched live that I am not purchasing it on Amazon to have a clear, crisp, you know, no commercials access to it because I know I will never watch this episode again. Yep, ever. me neither. I used to, I used to buy it in in NBC and I used to buy it in Amazon. Yeah, this year I, I would buy in nowhere. Well, seasons two through five, I think. I purchased it on Amazon, and I purchased the DVD and or Blu-ray. Or DVD oh, or Blu-ray. That definitely ain't happening. Oh, I haven't purchased the Blu-ray since season five, because I said I wanted my Keen Square stuff. I, if you're not going to give me my Keen Square stuff, which they couldn't because Tom was dead, I have no interest in, in paying twice for a show. I will just purchase it on Amazon. I will no longer purchase it on Amazon. My money is well too hard-earned. To, to hand over for a season pass on this. No, it, um, it, not only that, me personally, I'm never watching another show in, in, in NBC or anything owned by Sony or any network television. Well, I NBC owns gone. the majority of this now. Hmm? So NBC Universal 
owns, I think it's 75% of this show. So as, as it stands today, they're going to be the leading. Yeah. Well, they lost me. Yeah. I, I don't I, care. I don't and I don't, I'm not going to write. I'm, I used to, to respect enormously everybody in this. For me, it's like, well, you just burn yourself because I'm not investing any of my time in anything like this. And, you know, at this point, I wish at least they got with Ritherina. Go with something that makes sense. Yeah. Go with something that doesn't insult me. Because this episode insulted me as the audience. The Blacklist is not a show for the people who watch Ice Truckers or Here Comes Honey Boo Boo or The Bachelorette. This yeah. is a show I don't even know what I certain demographics, intelligent, um, well-educated. This is not the, the people, if you insult their intelligence, they're not going to come back. I mean, <laughs> or we make podcasts where we're just like, this is how we feel. It's, you know, I tend to be a fairly honest human being. I, I, I you know, I do that on purpose. It is a choice in my life that I, I try to be as honest as I can be. I don't always volunteer my opinions, but if asked, I will give you an honest answer. Um, essentially, since we do a podcast, and this is our sixth year doing this podcast, if you are listening, you would like my opinion. <laughs> you would mm-hmm. like Tessa's opinion. Th- that is why you listen to us. And so I am. I came into this understanding that I, I had low expectations. I can continue watching this season, and I probably will. I, Tessa and I will discuss how we want to how we're going to approach the the podcast. Um, But I can continue doing this, but the, the passion that I had when Tessa reached out to me in uh, right in the summer between seasons three and four and said, I would like to do a podcast with you. Are you interested? And I said, I don't have time for it. And by the end of the day, I had done research and talked to a friend who had done a podcast, and I sent her all the information, said, okay, these are the kind of mics we need, this is the kind of information we need, let's do the thing. And by season four, we did the thing. And, you know, into our sixth year now. The passion that started that, if this were the beginning of the show, right now they are riding on the coattails of a show show with deep mythology. If this were the pilot episode, I would not watch another episode because it's not interesting enough. I wouldn't even finish that one. Yeah, I I probably would have. If I was trying to watch live, I would have gotten distracted during a commercial. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there there is is a lot more options to to do that. And, And then... You know, I, I was I was livid with the Denver thing because there is other ways to approach that. There is, if you want him in the field, you got many choices to do that. If you needed a, a something to get Red involved, you could have other people do that. You could even have Aram do that. You could have Wrestler do that. You could have anybody do that. I will say, well, well, I was not nearly as offended as you were by Dembe becoming an FBI agent. I, I saw the writing on the wall last year. Because well, so did I, but I thought they're yeah. not going to do that. 
Well, <laughs> see, you just had more faith than I did. And this was the conversation over the summer. I went, Tessa, how you feeling? Oh, I have great, you know, great hopes for this. And I'm like, you have more faith than me. Yeah, well, okay, well it was, this right. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was misguided. I wish you were right. I mean, that that's the sad thing is I I wish that my cynicism had been proven wrong because I don't like being a cynic. It takes – I tend to be – an idealist by nature. Even mm-hmm. in dark times, I am an idealist by nature. I'm a writer. I I tend to write spy stories and dystopian stories and that sort of thing, but I always have this goal of a better world at the end of it. That is my life view. That is my writing See, view. See, I am a pessimist. I'm a yeah, pessimist so by nature. On that. And but I had hopes that this show that had so much going on and clues and things seem to be pointing somewhere. And then we get to this and wrestler says, which it's okay that wrestler says it because he could be looking at whatever. I mean, that's not even rose tinted glasses. That's like a freaking spray of pink going all over everything, but it could be. Which part? Oh, when, Liz died because she made the blacklist her mission. I mean, well, excuse I mean, me. She, to be fair, race. she wouldn't have been there because her choice was at the end of season eight. Her choice was run away with Agnes, which she totally should have done. Which again, we talked about all the many options they had when Megan was like, "Deuces, y'all, I'm leaving." That's, in my opinion, that's what they should have done. Liz is gone. She went off to be with her child. Because or the show was or about the, or the plastic surgery or many other ways to do this. I, but my, no, my drum, they killed if I, her. If I had been writing it, I would have sent her off with her child. But again, I am a hopeful writer. Instead, they brought Douche Canoe over there. I don't even remember his name. That just shows up at random. There's, there's no reason he doesn't deserve a name. <laughs> douche canoe over there <laughs> that has no reason to be there shows up at just the right moment where Liz is like, yes, Red, I have decided for the sake of the blacklist and for the sake of making this continue, I'm going to take over your your thing and I'm going to shoot you in, not broad daylight, but, you know, in the middle of the street, even though I've just decided that you're not worth killing. I'm going to give all this up and then Dude that should not be there, has no reason to be there, shows up and shoots her in the back, and then Red kills them. And there's, it, it goes back to, and this is my complaint about the majority of this episode. That scene apparently was the launching point for this entire season. <laughs> Who knows? Because it was, it was easy writing. It was lazy writing. He did not have, there was no lie about why was he there in that moment. Why did Douche Canoe, because he does not get a name, well, I mean, show up? Red would never in- have done that. Red would have had the street cover because, I mean, forget it. Yeah. Are, are we forgetting here that that supposedly she had a burn order and nobody told Red and nobody told her? And meanwhile, she has a target on her back to get killed. It was lazy writing, and that's... 
felt like to me this episode it was, was like just writing by 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 hat. Let's put ideas in a hat, and then you pull one idea and you write it, and then you pull the next idea and you write it down, and whatever it's, comes up, it's it doesn't like, matter. It's like it, they've gotten they've gotten lazy, is what it looks like. I hope it's not the case. I hope they're, but I mean, considering they didn't even give us more than a. You know, what was their, their super brief promo? I mean, it was like five seconds. It wasn't even at the end of it. Oh, it was, I, you blink and you miss it. I mean, and it you was, forget it. It, was, but it meant nothing. Wrestler gets in there and tells us that Liz died because she made the blacklist her passion. Or, Whoa. or Red's response. Let's talk about Red's response. Whoa, 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 whoa. But let's just finish with Wrestler. Because, <laughs> I mean, Lizzie girl did a lot of things, but the blacklist was not her passion. She was obsessed with finding biological relations, believed whoever came along and said, hey, I'm your mom, I'm your dad, I'm your sister, I'm your nanny, I'm your whatever. As long as I you tell me what it is, I'll believe it. Then she went looking for answers, even though she saw with her eyes what happened when she came looking for Katerina Rostova. She saw Tom kill, but no, we keep going. And then she got murdered because she went to a psychopath that was the enemy of her mother. And she didn't think that maybe the guy was going to think, you know what, there is something in here I don't know the whole story, so how about if I'm cautious and stay away from psychopath? No, instead, I'm going to set my friend for stealing the septics, I'm going to bomb a hospital blindly, I'm going to set two planes and maybe, maybe or maybe not, around we'll get how to we'll find out the, the difference, or maybe those people will die, uh, and I'm going to then blame Red for Dom's death, even though it was she who who uh, kidnapped him, um, then she actually managed to get Dembe tortured um, and Rudiger, but it's okay because then she went and had the Cyranoid kill and slept with Wrestler because she needed an insider. Here's the key. Yeah, and the reason for thinking and start thinking with the wrong head, and from there on, wrestler is just becoming this this clown. I mean, the and only you guys thing know how much I love rat. It's the it's a big shoes and a big hat. Because honestly, I, Tessa, I will say I I was wrong. Um, I'm gonna break in there real fast. If I say I was wrong, you'll you'll let me finish. <laughs> Um, but it's true. I'm not, I'm not saying that because it's inaccurate. Um, I was wrong. My thought process, it, it, I never, I didn't go back normally to do what we do. I, I am, my brain is like an attic, <laughs> to use a Sherlock Holmes term. Um, and a lot of stuff gets pushed back to the back of the attic to make room for stuff that's necessary right now. And so typically before the first episode of a new season, I would at the very least go back and watch the final episode of the, the season before. I did not. You two hours have the, are too valuable. Yeah, exactly. I have way too much on my plate to do that. And so I, um, I, I, as you were talking, I remembered that I'm going through and finding the, the boxes that got shoved to the back of the attic there, finding the scene 
of what brought Liz to that point, it was not to take over the blacklist. It was because Red said, if you kill me, I will give you answers. Well, no, because she has said even no to that. It was because in her mind, she saw little Beth Riker that is now grown up and told her, oh, you made the world a better place. And then she decided, oh, I can make the world a better place. Let's do that by killing Red, even though I have tried so many freaking times and I haven't been able to do it. So if you were going to do that, wouldn't it be better to let her do it in anger that at least she would have some sort of like something? Mm -hmm. Say, no, that's what I said. This entire thing had to be a hallucination. I mean, but it wasn't. Well, apparently, at this point, it didn't even, it doesn't even matter. Because if you, if it was a hallucination, that was me trying, looking at things and saying, you know what, there is no way on earth that they would write an episode like the protein. Because there is no way that a killer of notoriety will find the daughter of the woman that she wants to take alive and let her go in pro of a sister that if that she hasn't been in Witsick for so many times, or then the sister has the phone in the car and is in her own car, but she doesn't call the cops or Liz or I mean the whole thing it's an it's like a the bumbling idiot. It's like instead of having the protection, it should have been the bumble, the bumble assassin. Lazy writing. And, and I it's hate not that even term. lazy writing. It's hard to make it that bad. <laughs> it's really hard. It's not a question of saying lazy, let's just do this. It's bad. You could have had, it was so much easier to say he couldn't find Agnes. No, he finds it and he lets her go because she got in a car. What? The guy who could find the, the, Everything about everybody, he could not find Agnes. It just, it's not possible to write something that bad unless you're trying to, not when you are the kind of writers who have written this. This is on purpose. Then you had Godwin Page, um, had read suddenly just gone soft in the head because she decides to tell, have Liz there hear about that chip that he has in the neck and then lock her in the next stable what they don't have more places in that ginormous place and then leave them alone so that Liz can do all this or how about those very convenient disappearing workers they leave no mess when shot they shut up they stop what they're doing so that people can have this conversation in their heads and then when they shot they disappear because when townsend guys arrived they weren't there so i had every reason to suspect that the whole thing was half hallucination they had been setting up lists to do crazy stuff they had they had episodes written that cannot possibly be written by a, comp- a competent writer. It's just not. And you know what they can do. So there was a reason to suspect everything that has happened since Miss Hare was Liz in a mental hospital or she kind of half hallucinating and half seeing some reality. There was nothing. They, they made that a possibility by showing us Kate. Yes. And I, I- I still to this day don't understand what the point of Kate was if it wasn't to say 
She's not. Look, she's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. She just went down there and not coming back. I mean, the whole thing, to me, at this point, to me, it, it was, that's what I was excited about, because I could see that there was a trail that you could not write episodes that bad by mistake. Not, sure not that kind oh, of writing. Oh, you've clearly never been in a writing group then. No, 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 but, <laughs> I've, but, I've seen really bad writing. But, but not scary. that kind of writers. Yeah, not, not, not people at this level. Not people at the professional level that are working, that, that have... That, even if you say there's been a bunch of turnover, they're still answering to folks. You have people that have either come up through the ranks or have been hired by the people that were the fantastic writers early on. This episode, and I keep going back to this because it just, it floored me when I heard the writers. Because it's it's typical for the showrunners to be the ones to... Yeah, opening and ending the season. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but this was terrible. It was, it, was, it, was, it was stiff. It was stiff dialogue. It made no sense. The the options they took, like maybe make Dembe an agent, is that the best you can come up with, or that was whatever came out of the hat? Okay, and you decided so I, to go with it. I have my my two most hated pieces of forced dialogue oh, in here. I, I have a I had a mini list. I didn't have it in me to write a full list, but I do have my two most hated ones. Um. So, and again, I would like to reference the fact that the first time I watched it, I had about a minute and a half that I didn't realize I was on the wrong, um, the wrong channel. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's kind of funky channeling, uh, when you're using rabbit ears. But anyway, and so I did not know that it opened up with Zimbe referencing Liz. Oh, you missed that scene. Forgot the part about when, when Dr. Perillo's almost killed him? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, you, you remember people more fondly after they're dead. That's nearly everybody. Unless it's someone you truly hated. You, you know, you remember um, people fondly after death. Yeah, but, but she was a friend. But my, my point being that I was not aware that she was even mentioned until the task force came back together. And Aram made the comment. So that was... Oh, even, when they were to yeah. hold hands? Yeah, exactly. Kumbaya, y'all. Um, <laughs> Tessa's gonna, Tessa's gonna lose her dinner over there. Um, yeah, I, that was bucket, meritorial for bucket. Like, it was forced that, it was like trying to force a, a square peg into a round hole of the situation. Like, we need to mention Liz here. Let's do it this way. And, and this is, uh, I mentioned earlier that, that Harry Lennox, it's, like, you have to work really hard to put stiff dialogue in that man's mouth, much like Spader. And I'm embarrassed well, I didn't adjust it myself. It's like, really? I mean, like, there's definitely some dialogue that you can put down in a script that you're like, well, if you get the right actor, this is going to come across better. And vice versa. It looks great on page, and even the best actor can't make it look look decent. Um these people have been writing these characters for nine years. That they should have known better. Um, the second one that was the, oh my gosh, who wrote this? Um, and I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm bashing on the writers. And I'm, I both am sorry and I'm not because these are the two lead writers. And I, I know, know what they can do. 
Yeah, it's like, it, you guys are better than this. This is the guy who wrote, Luke and Ryder is a guy who wrote Sutton Rose. I know. It's, and Eisendrath, like, even if you said, oh, well, you know, like, we know what he did on Alias. It's not just that Camp was carrying it. Like, we know he was talented on Alias. So, like, don't give me that crap. Like, you both are talented. You've just clearly dropped the... Or, I mean, is there something at play here that I don't understand? And maybe, and I, I will happily come back and eat my words. You know me, I will, <laughs> I've already done it once this podcast. I was wrong. I, I'm thrilled when I have to say that. <laughs> but the second one was, um, uh, so at the end, when the family's being kidnapped, and... Uh, you know, the, the, the dad says, you know, why are you doing this? That, that's a fair line. Like, if you're being kidnapped, that's, while it's cliche, it's, it's still something that most people probably ask while they're being kidnapped. The, the baddie looking at him and going, I'm doing this because I'm following orders. If you're smart, you'll do the same. Really? Well, that, that's a nitpicky thing. <laughs> Is that really what they wrote down on the page? Yeah, well, oh it, no, that's not nitpicky. That's bad. It's an it, that's a nitpicky thing. I mean, I got a lot more. Let like, me, let's I'll, hold I'll hands and remember practice. Liz. Hmm? Let's hold hands and remember Liz. Yeah, Did remember Liz who who stole the Semtex? That's a, a, a ram when they're all together and like like so hands. Again, that goes back to you remember people more fondly after they're dead. Um, I, like, I, I don't necessarily, like, the, it was more the dialogue killed the scene than the, than them trying to remember her didn't make sense. Um, it just felt forced. It felt like we need to acknowledge Liz here, and here, we have clearly forgotten about it up until this point, so instead of going back and editing the dialogue in which it comes in organically, we're going to shoehorn it into this, like, It would have been even better not to reference her at all. People may have been better by saying, you know what, we talked about this, and we agree that we need to move on, and you don't talk about her at all until you're absolutely forced to, which would have been actually a far more organic and normal way you're proceeding. I mean, honestly, that would have, and, and I know the talent is there, so they could have done it, to have shown how they were dancing around the subject of Liz the entire time, how they didn't want to talk about her, how it pained them to talk about her. It's the reason that they split. It, and it would, I feel like that would have given more depth. Well, they to the split they because, split away. and why is about they split, we let it go, we, we excuse me, Cynthia Panabaker, they already had that there. Cynthia Panabaker said, well, Liz gets a kill order, and once she's dead, this task force is disbanded, and none of this happened. Why do you need that? I mean, it was, like, insulting. It's like, if you're trying to make a new show, you might as well do a sequel to The Blacklist with Red as a as a consultant that he works, you know, one day here, one day over there, and that's it, and keep going like it was. I mean, this, it's... What I am is deeply insulted. It just feels like 
probably better not to express it. <laughs> the way I'm feeling it. Uh, that's fair. Um, so I will say, from my end, I did have a couple of highlights. Mostly, I just went into it with zero expectations and received what I was expecting. Um, so I, I had a couple of highlights, and then I would I'd also like hear them. I would like to mention in a minute my I would like to throttle Reddington moment. Um, <laughs> but let's go with the highlights first. Let's let's go into that. Um, the fact that Cooper had Agnes, I. The the most reasonable route would have been Scotty to have her from a story point of view. But from a casting point of view, I understand that if they want Agnes to be in the story and Fumka's not going to just, like, pop in and out as a guest. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. Um. So, like, Cooper made sense. He's married. He's raised kids before because... I thought he had young kids at one point, but apparently they have grown and left the house and are no longer anywhere to be seen because they no, never because of the seen. age. It would have been. I, yeah, and that that's my assumption at this point. I'll let that go. But um, but so Agnes makes sense. I can totally see Charlene going. You are Liz and Tom's kid. Let me protect you. Um, and Cooper as well. I mean, because Cooper and Charlene had a love for the king. And so it, it makes sense to me that that would translate into a love for Agnes and a need to protect her and shelter her. So that that I liked because there was a lot of, in at least in my circles that I travel in, um, there was a lot of worry that Reddington would have her and how horrific that would be. Um, I uh, yeah, I don't partake of that. I think that... There's a number of options for, for her, but I don't think that red would be horrific. But then I like red, you don't. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I'm i just so far done with red. Like, there is no way. James, great actor. Love James. I, I don't, I cannot foresee a way for red to dig himself out of the hole, the character hole for me, because the person he is wronged the most, the person, to quote Tom, the person that he hurts the most, has been Liz, and she's dead. There's no make. There's no making that better. It's done. Well, I, from from my perspective, the the reason she died is more on Liz than on Red. I I think it's on both. But for me, the way yeah, I look yeah, at yeah, it, yeah, we we come about it from a different point of view, and that's yeah. fine. I mean, that's honestly, from what I understand, that's what makes our podcast interesting. Um. It, it's for me, for me, it was it was uh, I mean, I could see I went in and I study exactly the things that Red has said to Liz. Um, and I could I would I would have to say he was. If Liz had been listening, she would have understood. You and I, um, that, that's, I think, where you and I split ways yeah. on it. Because I, I, I mean, I, I, in I my, in my, and I always go to to this personal responsibility, and 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 the fact that the more I study the Liz character, the the more it feel to me that there was something really wrong with her from the very beginning. That you know the circumstances would have done. They were. I mean, she was. She was really. Just hanging by a thread, and that thread was Tom. 
and and I could see, you know, if you go from the point of view that that Kate made that second memory manipulation, what Kate did was horrific, and it just got everything. And from there on, she was just not trustworthy. She, you would tell her, "Don't say this, don't do this," and she would go and blab it to the first person that come across. And and so I understood that if Fred had been protecting Katerina, Liz was a threat to Katerina. She was really not well. And and they went through so much work to make that, to to drag her into the darkness, to get that mental illness, that, that disease of being conking the head and they went it was a lot of work to bring her into the darkness and up and now she's like you know saint elizabeth you remember you remember i made the comment i think it was last season it was either at the end of the end of seven or during season eight that i made the comment i think it was at the end of seven when she was you know on the rooftop and mother yeah, you know that was i'm at ready the end of seven. sort of bit and i said oh, okay I get why they at least, because at the time I thought they'd fake Tom's death. And I said, I get why they had to make Liz believe Tom is dead. Because if he were there, she would have a sounding board. And this would not have happened. Because she would have had someone in her corner that understood her. And so, like, my my, my favorite character, by far, Tom Keene. I understood from a story point of view why he needed to be sidelined, put away, and it turns out actually killed to get her to that point. My problem with the Liz storyline is that that was freaking pointless. There was no reason to get her there because it's not like they knew at the time, oh, yes, Megan will be leaving. Well, no. they, they could have done it. They, it would have made sense. They had proceed in a way that it made sense by having her have physiological problems, misremembering things, the eye movements, the, the hallucinations. Yeah. I mean, she had gone into this, and and she had this obsession with blood relatives and this belief that if anybody who would call her a blood relative, she would just believe without any proof of anything. She would doubt anybody who's not and trust blindly anybody who will. They they sowed the seeds throughout the entire show. And I think that's something that you and I both very much enjoy throughout the show is the path, the mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's more than just the mythology, I think. it's It's the details it was the path that they took through it they there was so much attention to detail for so long Mm -hmm. and to me and and i still to this day i will tell people when they're like what's your favorite show i said i want to tell you blacklist but i would say watch blacklist up until about season four season five and then you know it's time to call it quits but I will reference any of my writer friends here in L.A. They're like, do you have a good pilot for, like, the best pilot you've ever read? Absolutely. The Blacklist pilot. Like, 100%. Even as angry as I am, as frustrated as I am with this show, 
and uh, angry is probably a stretch at this point. I I think I've gone beyond the angry into the okay, here we are. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Which well, is worse, the the what what's the old antage about, you know, uh the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not I don't want any of our listeners and who knows after this episode people may go, "No, guys, just call it quits." <laughs> There's always that possibility, but I'm I'm not saying that I am necessarily going to call it quits on my end because I am so in, I I am watching the show at this point, like I would any other network show that has no mythology. That's just another procedural. Okay. It's entertaining sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not something I would have picked a podcast if this is where our starting point. Yeah. Well, I I come from from a from a very different perspective because I also spent the summer analyzing those two horrors that were Nakalo and Connett. And when you look at it, I even did a side by side analysis, line by line, showing how everything in Nakalo came from things least believed. And her favorite sports, blame it on red. Every single line came from things Liz knew. Nothing that we did that Liz didn't made it in there. So I, I was, I was sure that we were going somewhere. I was, I, I had deep faith that this show was in good hands. John Bockenkamp, even though he was a creator, he was evolving in like 38 episodes versus Lucas writing over 51 of them. Um, well, so, he, there is something to be said that often showrunners will, from my understanding, they will edit to the point that they basically have written an episode. And th- there are times that that does happen. I don't know if it happens on the blacklist, but there are times well, that it happens. And and the the lead writer that that got assigned the episode will still get credit for it. Yeah. Well, but the but the point is, I've seen things written by other people, and they were good, and there yeah. was a consistency. But come to the yeah, come to the end of it. I mean, if you're going to do that, and we got an answer, if we did have an answer. It would have been a very different thing because then I'm respected as a as a as an audience member. I can say, you know what, I'm enjoying these characters and I'm going to continue on this journey even though I already got my answers. But it's I didn't versus, get any answers. It, it's opening a door to a different story. That you're Without finishing through. that one. Yeah, exactly. But the problem is because they want to like. Oh, and I, I talk about the contract that the writers make with the audience. Um, oh, they violated I, that contract so much. Oh, it needs to go to to a special oh. victims unit. <laughs> um, I think you're crossing the legal and the the crime there, but you know, hey, I understand the gist and I like it. Um, but I I think that they could have. I, I can. Find it in my mind, a scenario in which at the end of season eight, they answer the question, who is Raymond Reddington to Elizabeth Keene? Even if they felt the need to kill her, I still think it was terrible, but even if they felt the need to kill her, they were like, this is what we're doing. 
for whatever reason. And they could have opened a door to, we would like to continue the show. We would like to make it in a more procedural style with the same characters that this audience knows and loves. Because, I mean, I, wrestler and I try to still love Cooper because I, I love Harry Lennox. And I, I just feel like they've done Cooper so wrong over the years, last couple years. It's painful to me. Um, but to be fair, they've done that with wrestler too. Um, but they could have opened a door, answered the question, and moved on to the to the next chapter. Yeah, and, but they didn't. But they exactly they didn't. and by not and, doing that, they they broke that contract. Yes, and that, not that only broke the contract, point. but then they tried to to. I mean, it's like they came and they stole your stuff, and then the cops that came took the rest. It's <laughs> it just. It's insult over injury. Yeah. Salt in the wound. Salt in the wound. It's terrible. Um, yeah, it's, it's and then, been... And then the, the red was... I mean, what was with a bald head? I, I, my assumption is, because I thought it was going to be longer than two years. I don't know if they announced how many years was supposed I mean, to be between, alive. but they did the beginning. But, so. yeah. Well, that's my question. I'm like, how is he magically still alive? He was dying like 99% of. <laughs> no, they said at the end, in the, in, the last... in the last one, said that the treatment was working and he was getting better. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. See, apparently that's something my my attic got shoved to the back. Um. So he's doing better. My assumption is he's still is doing that... his business. He still has his jet. He still has his connections. He's doing. Basically, except that he has now two Santeria sisters. I mean, I'm like, I'm a little confused. What am I watching? Charmed? Like, one of the <laughs> witches? Yeah, she was interesting. And, 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 I, and they were, and they were like, not even flesh. They were not interesting. They were like cartoons. I tell you, this episode felt like the only I, thing missing was like wrestler in a, in a clown costume. Coming in with the big shoes and then a ram showing up with a big thing with the balloons. It's like, what on earth am I watching? I follow Amir on Insta, and I did see something where he was inhaling helium the other day. So, who knows? You may get your clowns with the balloons. Oh, um, you know, I, I, it it just feels dishonest. And you know, I've been fighting for so long. In, in Reddit, there was just a big contingent of people who they they hate the show, and they are there every day. Saying how horrible it is, saying how bad the writers are, how lazy the writing, and all that. And I've been fighting for so long, saying no, it's a good show. Oh, I know. This, you and I were their biggest advocates for so long. So I, I hope if anybody's new to our podcast, I, I will ask that you go back and you listen to through the seasons. Yeah, I'm um, young and innocent. Yeah, I, I, I've gotten a little more bitter since season five, but even me losing my absolute fave on the show, I latched onto Liz and I said, okay, we still have the mythology and we still have the character development of the folks left behind. I can get behind that. I can do that. And what they did with this episode was nuke that. 
it's gone. It's in pieces. Like, the, the development, the mythology, everything is in pieces now. Like, it never mattered at all. And we were there... And, and I, when I say this, I hate saying it because it's like, it doesn't matter to them. <laughs> of course it, it matters to them, but it matters to me. Two schmoes on the side of the street. You know, like, they don't care. They don't even know our names. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I, But... Well, that's true. The Vulcan camp used to have a, uh, an intern whose job was to scout the internet for the weirdest things he could find. We probably landed on something. Um, <laughs> but my guess is they don't. I'm sure we made the list a couple of times at least. Uh, yeah, we've had some pretty off, some pretty crazy podcasts over the years. Um, <laughs> been around. Yeah, long I mean, ago. I was their absolute biggest fan. I've been fighting yeah. people forever, telling them this is a well-written show. These writers are competent. And then comes 901. Yeah. And I gotta say, I don't care if I was right or not. I've deleted all my drafts. I'm probably going to delete all my accounts. Uh, or maybe I'll leave them up because as some people say, sometimes they were even better than the show. Um, but. Fan fiction right there. <laughs> um, no, but. So I, I said I had a couple of things to note that were positive and then i skimmed Good. through my notes it ended uh i only had one apparently <laughs> it was, uh no i will say that i i was pleased that with because it made sense for wrestler to leave with his injuries that they gave him at the end of season uh season eight and so the fact that they sent him back to detroit and it looked like his brother's shop I, and I, I know I'm stretching here. I am stretching for anything I can get. But at least it was a callback to something they developed for him. Like, it wasn't just like, hey, he's living Ooh. off in somewhere. Hey, you found something. I found just, something. I mean, I, I was never a fan of wrestlers' character. Like, I, I was a, of the more um, dubious morality, yeah. red and, and I, Tom. I get towards my grayer characters, but there, there's something... I've always been very fond of wrestler. Um, I I enjoy watching characters like him sometimes. I, they don't tend to be my favorites, but at, at some point, and I I never cheered for him and and Liz. I just could never really get behind Keenler. There, I know a lot of Keen Squared fans that did. That's fine, you know, no judgment. Um, I just I I always from my point of view, felt like Wrestler was much more invested in Liz than Liz was in Wrestler. And that was part of my issue with Red. Red's comment there at the tail end of, she wanted a life with you. It's like... Yeah, when did she say that? When she was trying to kill you? Or or (laughs) when you were talking about about uh, you killing uh, when when you were asked actually after preventing her from killing you, then ask her to kill you. Was, was in any of this was a conversation about oh I love wrestler, um, you know there was none of that. Brad made that assumption. I mean honestly, uh, at this I, point, I'm even know. questioning that Liz actually even loved uh, Tom. You know, really, I, I think we, Liz was so I damaged. Question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that Liz had. Um, so I've got a character in in one of my pilot series that consistently, and she's an operative. 
she just doesn't connect well with people. She she's very good at her job, and it's the reason she took the job that she did. And I refer to the people around her. There's a comment in the pilot, and Tessa, you've read it. It's codenamed Gray. It's Cass. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a comment in the pilot that one of her, who both women who were very emotionally disconnected, um, her, her quote unquote best friend tells her fiance at the time. She said, "You know, it's Cass. You know her." She's fond of you. And that is the best cast can do, is be fond of someone. And that's how I see Liz. That she... Yeah, there was always something wrong there. Yeah, that, that there she is... She connected with Tom, and I think because Tom and her connection come from childhood. Yes. From before she was damaged. Yeah, uh, I, But I there agree. was something, I mean, and it was so obvious the way they were writing her. It was actually pretty masterful. The way they were writing a character that was going down a slope of mental illness. And then they hit her on the head, and they hit her on the head over and over. Uh, so it made perfect sense. I mean, everything to me made perfect sense. I was actually on board with everything up until 901s. Actually, when we got, I started to get a little concerned when we got the first Denver is, is, is injured and he's an FBI agent. I'm like, okay, I think this is my exit. Uh, this is a fan. I mean, you know, we may continue doing this and I'll try not to be as, as bitter. Yeah, but, I was going to say, I mean, say, this guys, one, we- this one, I'm allowed my sarcasm because yeah. I'm, I earn it. I earn it in probably more than 7,000 posts. I think I owe my right to sarcasm. Oh, I'm with you right there. Like, I mean, and I, I'm always hesitant because we're playing in someone else's sandbox to say, oh, look at the number of words I've written. Look at all of the metas I've written. Look at the podcasts we've done, et cetera, et cetera. Like, they don't I, – I keep going back to – they don't owe us anything for that. Now, we feel it deeper because of the time and the emotional investment but that we've with, done. as an audience, you have a contract with your audience. That, yep, that's exactly You create what I was a universe. And in that universe, things, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we had a couple sense. of things that were really going thin into things. For example, the artificial intelligence one was really pushing it. But you could see that eventually you could get there. It may have been a uh, pole vaulting instead of uh, of jumping. Yeah. But it was okay. I mean, the even Hannah Hayes with the guys and the uterus, uterus transplants happen. They have been done. It's it's not it's not science fiction. They have been done. They're doing it in a man. Well, if you do, I mean, a man body and a woman body, so long as you have the right hormones, it will make very little difference. It, I mean, that is technically. Not successfully for pregnancy, though. I don't know that they, I think it no, has they, they been I, I done or is, or is in the, the work. Only, the only men that have become pregnant are biological women who have had sex changes to become yeah, or 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 maphrodite or people with both organs. Oh uh, yeah, that's no, but but the transplant of a uterus has been done. I yeah, don't know if they had done, but it's it's a question that, of 
Yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things that you're on the cusp of something that yeah. may eventually become. Yeah, but it's it's right, not that, that's unusual. All Same as the insects. Uh, could you modify yeah. a beetle to do that? It's the cusp, and I'm okay yeah. with that. For the duration of the blacklist, until we get to 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 this, the blacklist was at most a pole vault from reality and mostly a jump. It was on the cusp of science and science fiction, but never going way too far. I mean, you didn't have aliens. You didn't have people coming from the future. Um, you didn't have any of those. Huh? There should be aliens. Yes, there should be aliens. In this case, aliens was a better choice. (laughs) And then you come here, and Dembe, it's an FBI agent. And not only that, but Ressler addresses the issue and saying, did we do away with background checks? But nobody answers him. It's It's like they're making fun of us. There, there, there's a thing. There's a thing in writing. Laughing at me. There's a thing. There's a thing in writing in which you call out the absurdities. But <laughs> I feel like the difference they called it out, but they didn't have any answer for it. And so that that's where it where you felt like they were disconnect. And we're, we're not your disconnect, but the disconnect comes from. Yeah, it, it's it's a mocking situation. Because if you say, wow, it's raining upwards, and then you address it like, yeah, whatever, but you don't. You just point it out and then say, yeah, and we're not answering so, that. <laughs> it jumps yeah, on no. you. You spent all this time watching that stuff. Isn't that hilarious? You so, know, we, we have talked about for many years at this point the red herrings. And how they love to dangle the red-headed child, you know, for the, the Keemler baby people. And, and all the things that they dangled over the years. It's all, And I don't think this was their purpose. I really don't. I don't think they thought enough about it for this to be their purpose. But you're right. It feels like an affront as the audience in which those of us that have taken... And and I have said for a long time that some of us, myself included, may be digging deeper than the writers ever meant for us to in certain subjects. Um, I certainly did it with Tom's death. I, I definitely did it with Tom's death. But it shouldn't have been every It shouldn't have been complete obliteration of mythology. There's a reason we watch this show. There's a reason that that a certain group that enjoys not just turning our brains off, but thinking deeper mm-hmm. while we watch a show. Like, my, my dad, who is an intelligent human being, very, very clever human being, but he's told me many times over the years, I don't understand the shows that you watch. I just, when I'm watching a movie, when I'm watching a TV show, I just like to turn my mind off. And I get that. There are some people that that is why they but watch But that was on the blacklist. But that is not the blacklist. That is not the audience. That is not the target audience here. And the fact that they are moving into this without answers, without giving those of us answers that were promised, <laughs> they've mm-hmm. moved into this, this is just another 
another show that is yeah, another procedural crime show. Enjoy. It's like everything else on network television. Plus, plus, but even even if you go into the performances, they were. I mean, the only one I couldn't see that had changed was Aram. Wrestler felt felt forced for Diego. I mean, Spader. I was floored. I was really floored. I could see the red. I could see Spader acting red instead of being red. I mean, what is mesmerizing about Spader is that he becomes the character. That's what a good actor does. Here, I could see the acting everywhere, and not, not in just Spader. Every one of the of the actors, except for 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 Amir, I could not see it in Amir. All the other ones was like. This is unbelievable. What's going on here? Um, I, I felt it with um, I'm blinking on the actress's name that plays Elena, Elena Park. Oh, um, um Laura Son. Thank you. Um, so Laura, I have said for a long time that I don't think the issue with with Park is in the actress. I haven't seen her in anything else, so I have I have a hard time gauging this because I haven't seen her in anything else. But I I I don't think the issue is in her acting; it's in the amount of effort they've put into her character because they have built her character as a hodgepodge of everybody else's character. And this actually leads into a note I have that I'd, I'd like to move into because right now we're just ranting, and I w- I would like to you know move into this. Okay. Um. So Alina had some very interesting steps in the two years. Um, got married? She got married. She met a man named Peter, got married. Um, and so when the the photos got released, I apparently was not the only person to make the comment because I, I – spoke to several people about it, and they were like, holy crap, yes, and also, holy crap, yes, other people have said this, um, outside of you. <laughs> and so I, I am not alone in this. The the olive jacket, the straight hair, the entire costume and makeup screamed Liz, especially in the last season. Um, it, up until this point, Alina was very much a ponytail girl, um, it's the first time I've seen her hair down. I think. Maybe but that was just to, to, uh, but, to but she very, she very much looked like they were pushing towards Liz. I didn't and see that. I do have one thing to I, say. I definitely though. did. Um, but, hey, hang on, hang on, let me finish the mm-hmm. thought. Um, because I'll lose it if I don't. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't lose it. Yeah, they're fair. <laughs> Not that the two of us go down rabbit trails ever. Um, but so we had that prior to the episode's release. And then the episode released and she had a husband that she was lying to. And I went, my my response was, and I, I did post it on Tumblr, I said, holy crap, do not make this, do not try to make this because they never will. Do not try to make her the next Liz, and do not try to make this king squared. Well, they have so many Liz's now, because Wrestler is a new Liz, uh, wanting yeah. to continue for answers. Now they got Alina with, you know, I'm going to lie, and I'm sure that Peter will get killed. 
um, then, I mean, how many lists can we have? I mean, didn't we have enough with one? And Ressar makes the most sense to me. Oh, please, like, to no. me, Ress makes the most sense. Because he's the most damaged by this. Like, he's he makes the most sense, but... but I also wouldn't have why a Ratzad's interest about who Red is. The only one... And I oh, know no, how no, this no, I don't ends. About that. I know the numbers. I know what the numbers mean. I have decoded most of the numbers. I know how this ends. Are you ends. sure, it's though? All about because they Agnes. have destroyed everything. They have destroyed everything. But I know how it ends. Because even this disaster goes into that. It's a bad route. It's a very bad route. But it even goes there. Okay, what, what was your thought? Uh, you said a moment ago that you, you I have a, a good one. I actually it, liked... Uh, it was the see. I did like something. I like the theme of the episode, not the blacklister, but I like the idea of the chips becomes relevant in this time with the chip shortage, and I like that they were special kind of chips. So I imagine that that's going to go right into whatever Aram was doing. Um, so it, the whole thing was very in that part. I it was the only little thing that. I had. Well, I, I think that's that's actually coming from the news um, with, with China versus Taiwan and all of yeah. that. Um, I mean, it, was, it was really nice that they that they found a good uh, theme to bring all that. And I imagine that all that 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 Aram is doing and the person who was interesting Aram and all that. I think all of that is going to come back here because you can see how they're setting things up with Aram hacking from the computer in the, yeah. in the house of the guy hang on what just happened I sorry my recording shows three minutes and seven seconds and I'm going we have no one hour and 27 I wonder if it blipped I just hang on two seconds let me check something okay Cool. We have one that um that sent through. Them. Okay, yeah, we, we we have one that sent through, so I'll just stitch them together. If we, if we have a screw up with it, I'll make it make sense. Um, so, so let, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Trust or distrust. Okay. Um, Aram and I think his name was Nick. His his business partner. Distrust. Uh, okay, you distrust Nick. Yes. Okay, how do you feel about their investor? Distrust too. Okay. How do you feel about um, Voodoo Lady? Or, not Voodoo, um, sh Shaman Lady. The Santeria Lady? I dislike them both. Both? Uh, do you dislike them? It's not even a question them? of trusting. It's a question of disliking. Okay, but, but do you trust them or do you distrust them? Distrust. Okay. Um, do you think that Dimbay's uh, FBI partner that the girlfriend that he was about to be engaged to after two weeks or something like that she was the one that got him killed so trust or distrust trust that's not what happened you don't think so okay no. see because I I I don't have necessarily an opinion I, I don't have a problem with the, the business partner um, but I will say the, it's a little weird that his parents took a, more, a second mortgage out to fund their project. I That could just be being a super spoiled millennial. I don't know. That's 
Like, I would never ask my parents to do that, but I also know people that probably would, so whatever. Um, but do you trust the, the partner? I mean, it just seems like the that, partner, that. I don't, I think he's just a little prick, honestly. Uh, but I do not trust the investor. The investor is where I think. I don't think the partner has anything behind him. I don't think he's trustworthy or distrustworthy. I think he's a non-entity. I think that the guy that they were trying to get. Oh, to definitely. Them, the investor is something. Yeah, it's, okay. it's definitely linked with all this thing. And I'm not sure. I would sure. I would actually would say that all of them have been uh, some that especially Aram have been a way to keep a, 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 a tether for for red. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the the shaman sister, I actually don't have a problem with. Uh, well, I mean, I she's weird, but not the witch, I, but the other one. The, yeah, the, I have a problem. I, I have a distrust for the for the bodyguard because she was way too interested in Agnes, and Red was way too willing to just to give her information. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't like or trust them. I mean, I, I don't trust them. The characters just out of the little things that I saw. Um, yeah. But in terms of even having an emotional investment in them, not at all. Yeah. And I'm not I, even sure what, I, I what's going on. Like Do I, you trust Dembe now? Dembe, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I, it's going to take a lot for me to, I to don't. trust Dembe interesting because he's always been our uh uh our, our what's the term them looking for um reliable narrator yeah i don't trust him okay um so trying to because we're we've been running did he ever open the box that fred gave him when they parted ways we don't know we don't know and how it just seemed I mean, Liz did something to me um, in relationship to Dembe. Did two things that, in my view, were unforgivable. The way that she set things up ended up with Dembe getting tortured. And then she used his daughter to get to him. That to me it's unforgivable and that Dembe forgave that is to me well he's also he's a man of faith and to be fair I don't share the faith that Dembe holds to but there is I would say amongst major you know the the major faiths in the world which I would say are you know Christianity Judaism Muslim uh, is Islam Islam sorry tongue tied um, those are probably, uh, Hinduism and Buddhism are probably also amongst yeah, those. Yeah, just in the sheer number of people. Yeah, yeah but I would, I would say maybe the top three are, you know, Christianity, Judaism, and, and Islam. Well, the three monotheistic religion, you could, you could say, yes. Yeah, okay, there you, there you go. That, that's a good way to put it. Um, I believe, and, and if any of our listeners have a correction is feel free to to let me know um because i am always curious about things of the sort um but forgiveness 
um, forgiving people that have done us wrong, I think is a major tenet of most major religions. Um, most major faiths. And yes, so you, you can and, forgive that, but but one thing is to forgive. You can forgive. I mean, would you forgive Liz? I mean, maybe if you're a forgiving person, I I am not. Uh, I would forgive them, but that doesn't mean that I would call her my friend because I, this that, showed I, you. I think that there's a difference once she's gone. Because there's that whole terminology of forgive but don't forget, you know, that people use. And yeah. I think that that kind of goes out the window when the person that has done the wrong is dead. They cannot well, harm you I anymore. Said, I'm a lovely and very moral psychopath. <laughs> uh, or I do not forget and people dying yeah. doesn't change anything for me. They're alive or they're dead. They still did the same thing. You know, if you're That's interesting thinking, because, like, from my point of view, I, I feel like it would. And maybe, and I don't know, maybe we're just coming at this so much from our own points of view. But, if like, once someone is dead, they can't do anything them? to you. Huh? They can't do anything to you. So, like, I almost feel like, what do you have to lose to, to not be, like, majorly focused on the wrongs they did to you because they're gone. They're not going to continue doing it. Like the reason you don't well, forget when matter. someone does wrong I mean, to you is so they but, don't perpetuate it. But you don't buy one thing is to let things go and you can let things go things to here in eternity. But this is not about letting him go. This is about rewriting what they did. Yeah. And that I, is I a whole there. different thing. You can say, you can look at, at what Liz did to Dembe or to Aram or to Wrestler and think, you know what? I can understand why she did it and I forgive what she has done because I understand the reasons or what she was going through. But that doesn't mean that it's, that after you do that, oh my God, she was my bosom buddy. Let's just. Yeah, you're, you're saying that it was convenient. It, it was more than convenient. It was like amnesia. Yeah. It was Which, um, people, people do do that when folks die. Like when someone dies, it, it happens. When yeah, well, like, generally, but bad if the person done, had not. tried to blow you up or almost inadvertently blow you up, or if they had you torture or use your 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 family, your child, directly leading basically thousands yeah, to I will agree. Daughters. I will agree with you that it should have been better. It just have, it's someone I knew. I knew an Elizabeth one. That's it. He, they didn't have to go into this. She was a friend. She was not your friend, Emby. She was nobody's friend. She okay, had, that that I can understand that that point. She had she had loyalty to Tom on her own terms, and that was it. She didn't even have loyalty to her own daughter. She only remembered the daughter because she saw the washer hanging in there. So that to me felt that they were. It was just like a whole rewriting of the whole story. I, I and, felt that way for most of the episodes. So yeah, yeah I, I get that. And and it's like I mean. Sure, you can say, hey, we had good times with Liz. That would be normal. 
or you know what i understand that you went through a lot you can say that but rewriting like oh well she was great and this and my friend no she wasn't she basically proved to you by any means and repeatedly that she was nobody's friend yeah okay um so i think that the final thing that i have on my my list to cover um I mentioned it a while back that I had something I was very angry about. <laughs> okay. So let's end on an angry note. Okay, <laughs> and, and my guess notes. is the angry note, pitchforks, yelling. I, I had someone ask me if this was going to be a uh, uh, a swearing episode. And I was like, mm, it might be. But thankfully, we, we have actually kept it fairly tame. We uh, PG, PG yeah. for the most part. Um, yeah, I turned the anger into sarcasm. It's always better. Yeah, that's Stark is always my go-to. Um, I I don't know what ages we have listening to this, so I try to taper <laughs> taper my my phrasings on things. Um, but uh, my one of the things uh, I I do go back and I do a second I, I do a rewatch of I think I have counted maybe two episodes over the course of, of doing the podcast. That I've only rewatched one or that I did not do any rewatch. Um, and that's because the way that I am wired, I have, um, I have medical situations that make focusing very difficult for me, mm-hmm. especially if I'm not on a two way, <laughs> two way, um, um, focus sort of situation like a conversation like Tessa and I have um and so I I miss dialogue I miss pieces the first round through so I always try to rewatch it at least once and I did rewatch it and as I had it running in the background today I picked up on a line of dialogue that I had to backtrack multiple times to verify that Red did say what I thought of Okay, that's and, good. And it's true. Um, he was talking to the blackbuster. He quote unquote connected him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. You know what I'm going at. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I think not. Oh, interesting. Um, so after Red picked up the blacklister, and he's talking to him about the guy that's running the Skinners at this point. And, you know, that he's, oh, he's okay. yes. off the reservation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he says, you picked an unworthy successor. That's not a judgment. I failed spectacularly when I tried. And I, I had to back it up multiple times with the, um, the, um, hear, uh, the, the, the uh, hearing impaired uh, dialogue written out for me. Yeah, caption. Thank you. Um, written out for me. Because I'm just sitting there going, I'm not hearing this right. Surely I'm not hearing this right. Well, Red said the same thing about Goblin. I got so bloody angry. I I kid you not, my note in here, and here, uh, so if you have children in the room, please cover their ears. My note in the, in the, in my notes that I keep for this is WTF. She wasn't gaslit appropriately or to your liking, you asshole. <laughs> was my response to that. Was so 
you groomed this woman. You took her out of the life. And not only did you implant a man to protect her that fell in love with her, that she fell in love with him, but you tried to murder him at least once. No. Um, and... What's that some money to give him a couple of... Uh, yeah, the money was an intentional murder. Like, he may have equated in his mind that, like, eh, I've told him not to, but it's like, I've told him not to, but here's the maniac that's not going to necessarily abide by my opinions. Um, it, It's a, what do you call it, when, um... Intentional, intentional murder? Uh, when you can, when you can take yourself away from something. I'm, I'm blanking on the term. Obviously, my, my... Ability to focus is fading. <laughs> it is. It's getting late and I have not eaten. Um, but th- when you when you set something up to look a certain way and you're really shielding yourself from the fallout, um, that that's really what Reddington did with Zamani. Um, but he groomed her. He manipulated her. He gaslit her to the point. And you and I clearly have very different opinions on this. Yeah, I don't Reddit agree me. with that. but yeah. I, I understand, but but my opinion, and I just want to make that clear for the audience, my opinion is that he manipulated her, he gaslit her. I think in Red's mind, he was doing what he needed to do to protect her. It just failed spectacularly. So, sure, he did fail spectacularly, but it wasn't her judge- his judgment in her, it was his judgment in himself. And he needs to freaking own that. What would have been the way to solve that? If you've been red. In that moment? No, 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 no. In the whole thing. I mean, we're, we're, we're dissecting the blacklist. And, because <laughs> all you see have this time right now. We need a whole that doesn't matter. So <gasps> we, we the old blacklist, just... what would you have done? Okay. All right. I, I will say, hey, folks, if you want an answer to this, a full answer... Go listen to the last five seasons worth of episodes. You'll hear my response on what Reddington should have done. But in a nutshell. Um, in a nutshell. Trust. I understand that there is a delicate balance in letting her in. And also revealing himself. There's a point in there. Because if he had just shown up and gone, hi, hi. I'm writing Raymond Reddington. This is how I know you. Please trust me. Like that that's insanity. No one's ever gonna trust her trust him at that point. I, I get that. So when was the right time? Um honestly, I would say probably when they were on the run in season three. What if he did? What if he did? Yes. Um from his point of view, he's protected. She's utterly reliant on him. Is that healthy? No, no. What no. if he did? What if he actually told her? What if she told? What if he told her everything? Which is oh, exactly what those lines in <laughs> Creed Love tell us he did. You should know more than anybody else that he manipulates memories. Oh, oh, you're saying what if he told her and the, it got erased? Yes. Um, and that that goes back to the situation of mythology not meaning anything anymore well that's I, what i'm I, saying this you. is from the old blacklist and the new yeah. one more point. I, I, but I, I, we're I, we're 
we're that, dissecting that's what I'm it. Saying. But we're looking at Reddington as he is today. This is bull. And excuse me if there were kids in the room, but this is bullshit. It really is. Like the the way, and I understand that he uses his manipulation of the people in his life. I'm not even going to make this about gender, but the people in his life. Kate Kaplan, Elizabeth Keene, to be, you know, that he uses them to get get under the skin of his blacklisters. I get that. I don't agree with it, but I get it. It's, I, I as of last season, I agreed with you 100%. There was a very good chance, or, you know, 99.9%. Yeah, we're talking about the blacklist before 901 happened. Yeah, if it was before 901, I I would have agreed with you that yes, absolutely. I think there was a very good chance that her memories were, were manipulated. I, I would say before uh, the last episode of season eight. Yeah. Um, th- there was a good chance her memories were manipulated. That maybe even Reddington had told her, and I, you and I had conversations yeah. about that, about yeah. that possibility, and how interesting it was, and I liked it. I liked that idea because I thought it was a good way to extend the story and yet keep the the solidness of the characters even yeah. if it was a little twisty. Yeah. At this point, he just looks like an arrogant asshat. Yeah. If you if you take if you take that possibility out uh let's say because in my view that's exactly what happened. I mean, they had the clues, I had followed them. And then in in season 4 he gets, uh, you know, she gets this this DNA test that says he's that Raymond Reddington is the father. He has no idea. They don't have num- They don't have names. And she's saying you're my father. So how could he know where that blood sample came from? He had to be from him. I mean, he knows the DNA of Raymond Reddington doesn't exist anywhere. Um, so to me, it makes sense. And then it takes him a while to understand after season five ends that. You know what? Jennifer showed him, showed her a DNA test that wasn't real. So at this point, Reddington is like, how many times can I say the same thing over and over? And then somebody comes in and tell this woman whatever, and she believes them. So at that point, Reddington was that for me. I understood Reddington like that. I could follow the clues, and I could see how he got to the point in which I might as well not say anything because I don't trust her. I have no idea what Kate put in that memory. I have no idea what they made her with those manipulations. And she's obviously losing her mind. And I could have gotten behind that. Because at that point, that would have made a whole lot of sense. It would have made manipulation for his own self-care or his own self-preservation. It would have been, I have to find the pieces. I have to find out what changed. Yeah. And it also but, would have helped explain her flip-flopping that she did. Yes. It was, it, I mean, it, everything lined up perfectly. And I could understand Red doing what he was doing because at that point, he has no idea who has she become because she's been manipulated by so many people. And she's untrustworthy and dangerous for Katerina. When when Redington was doing this to protect Katerina and protect Liz he's juggling two balls and the cabal and the war so it's like all these balls in the air that he has to protect and kind of like 
bring them to fruition. So you understood that was a character you could get behind. Now, let's even say about Nakao, it happened. And now this red, I don't know. I don't care. Because as you say, he became an asshole. He is absolutely somebody who's now, oh, I'm sorry, I cannot help you make the world a better place because I'm going to lose my peace. You know, very, very dang difficult it was to get my peace. Yeah, it, it became a very self-centered sort of thing. Uh, like that, Yeah, with that my Santeria bit. people who rub eggs in people and then ask them to describe an egg, like what are they going to say? Hey, I'm seeing a galaxy in there. Aliens! <laughs> I took some eggs. Ex- or some shrooms right before seeing this and I see a whole freaking universe <laughs> did you open the locker and there you are it's oh the little people that think that you're a god <gasps> yeah I mean oh it just okay so so you and I as it stands today after post 901 you know it's like 80 <laughs> versus BC versus AD it's like post 901 <laughs> I we don't have, like red. I don't like you Cooper. I don't okay. like wrestler. Yeah. I don't like Parker. I don't like anybody. For me, I was gonna say none of them are overly enticing. Like it's hard to connect. It's yeah. wrestler. I kind of get. <coughs> oh no! I kind of get between the beard, the hair, and the attitude, and the rewriting history. Please, what would you need? A I, clown car? I, it's a I could I, I see will, them all in a clown car with the, like the heads coming out and the crazy wigs. And this is a blacklist. I will say for Russ that he probably was not aware. Uh, and I, I'd have to go back and rewatch the last episode of season eight, which I'm not willing to do. So we're just going to have to go with if you remember something differently, tell me now. But wrestler probably was not aware of the deal. Liz and Red made. Yes, he was. He got it. Oh, was He's he? The one who figured it out. Oh, never mind then. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Red sucks too. Yeah, he was. <laughs> well, he was aware. He's sucks. the one who figured it out and started to run after ripping the you know, the things and being, you know, this, almost this dead. This is the first time I have been happy. Tom is dead because they can't screw him up. <laughs> See, there is, and Samari is also safe. Yeah, well, they could bring her back. They could bring her back and screw her up. Um. Oh my gosh. All right. But why? They're having any... so much fun with the what the ones they have. I. The sad thing is, I don't think they're doing this intentionally. I think this is all accidentally. Um. Do you have anything else to add? We we are well over time. No, no, I don't have. I did my rant. Uh. Uh. We will probably wait to give it a few more episodes to decide what we're gonna do or not. You. You'll be. You'll know. Yeah. We're not going to just, like, disappear off the face of the planet. Um, so, I mean, we, we've talked about doing, like, two or three episodes at once. That might be something we look at so that we don't overwhelm ourselves. Um, it takes a lot of time to edit. Um, mm. It does. It's for Jen because I don't do anything. I just <laughs> want to say. Yeah, I was talking to someone about the podcast. The other day. I went, oh, my gosh, I guess I'm kind of a producer. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Um, but I'm the po- podcast producer. It's a combo. Yes, episode. you are. I'm just a pretty face. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he, he has the money behind it. <laughs> you do the money, I do the, the editing, and then we both, like, scream cool. into a microphone. <laughs> it's, it's a 
very, very joint effort here. We are equally balanced. And we did not do so many obscenities in this one, even though yeah. it was... You know what? And I had a very full glass of wine when we started this. So yeah. I count that as a win for myself. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had some choice things, but I toned them down. Sarcasm is always... Oh. It's classier. Snark is an amazing thing so guys uh we, we will be back um and, and if we don't if we're not recording after next week's episode we, we'll make sure to let you know on all the social media accounts we are on tumblr we're on facebook twitter um and you can also listen to us on spotify on on soundcloud yep. and itunes if you have questions you can reach out to us. We're happy to answer those. Let us know how you thought of the episode. If you loved it, if you hated it, if you ran for the hills and hid, what have you. Let us know. We, we'd love to know if we're alone in our chaos here. <laughs> I doubt it. I, I do too. Uh, honestly, in, in the chaotic world we live in, there are very few people that are actually alone. So um, until next week, try yeah. not to be too frustrated. Uh, do whatever legal or illegal thing that you might yeah. do in order to ease your mind. <laughs> All Until right, guys. Bye bye.